the Business Storytelling Podcast with Christoph Trapp. Available on Google, Spotify, Apple, Pandora, and other podcast channels. Want to play it on your iPhone? Just ask Siri to play the Christoph Trapp Business Storytelling Podcast. Also available on Alexa. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Hey, Business Storytellers. It's Christoph Trapp, episode two. 32. Hopefully you enjoyed the last few days. We had some great guests on, Cruz Saunders, talking about content intelligence, and Seth Godin's latest book came out, uh, episodes 230 and 231. If you want to go back and take a listen, tomorrow's episode 233 will be Diversity in Marketing, a chat with Michelle Nagomi. Uh, Very insightful, certainly something many of us can think about. Today, what many of us are thinking about, though, is the U.S. election. Oh, my goodness, people. What a story. What, I mean, how about the content to follow on the different channels? It's just gripping. Uh, at the time of this recording, which is 7.10 a.m. Chicago time zone, the day after the election, CNN has Biden at 224 electoral votes and Trump at 213. So whoever's going to win, they need 270 at a minimum. Uh, That's the winning number. But what's interesting about the election, I don't necessarily want to get into all these politics. But the one thing I want to get you to think about and to consider is how gripped, is that the right term, gripped, the nation was, or still is, and even the world, by the election. Now, certainly, not many brands can demand that kind of uh, attention or that kind of, uh, you know, timeline even. I mean, think about it. It's been going on forever. Uh, It feels like months and months and months. I got flyers every day from all the different um, candidates. In fact, my six-year-old said to me yesterday, I was looking at somebody on LinkedIn in my office, and she walked in and said, oh, is that Teresa Greenfield? I said, no. Went to somebody else's page, and she said, is that Teresa? I'm like, I don't even know where this is coming from, but certainly... All these candidates have been in front of us nonstop. Flyers, TV commercials, ads on the web, social ads, you name it, you've probably seen them. And then, of course, it all, uh, you know, culminated, I guess, with the election night coverage. And it was, I mean, it was gripping. Like, it was, it really, it was hard to turn it off. Somebody tweeted, this is like the longest Seattle Seahawks game ever. And it does kind of, <laughs> does kind of feel like, uh, you know, watching a sporting event to an extent. But uh, the reason I'm bringing these up, these things up, guys, is we have so many companies that want to create success overnight without putting in the dollars without putting in the work. I'm not a fan of everybody saying you have to work more. I'm also not a fan of cliches, work smarter, not harder, whatever. What does that even mean? 
but working more doesn't necessarily mean more success. Just something to keep in mind. I'm actually working on an article that should be up shortly here on AuthenticStorytelling.net. <clears throat> and I'm talking about work-life integration. And Carlos Hidalgo called it work-life balance on a live stream. Uh, that episode has not run yet. Uh, it's coming coming up here uh, down the road. I could probably tell you when. Uh, it's currently scheduled to be, um, oh, that's the wrong Carlos. Um, episode 245, that's November 17th. Uh, why marketers need to set work-life boundaries. That's what Carlos Hidalgo talks about. Um, so it's not just about working more, but it's about doing the right things. And when you look at the election, certainly that's a different level. They're not selling a product. They're not selling a service like most of us, but they are selling themselves, right? Because at the end of the day, um, you're voting for somebody based on how they sold themselves, based on how they marketed themselves, and also based on how other people marketed them, right? I mean, there is all kinds of ads running that the candidates didn't even come up with. It's some kind of outside organization that has some stake of some kind in the race that runs these ads. But my point is, certainly, there is a level of repetition. You have to get people to feel passionate about things. Uh, I don't think in my lifetime I've I've heard anybody ever be as passionate about an election as this one. Now maybe that's just because you know I'm in my 40s. Maybe there's been others, um, and I don't remember them. But uh, it seemed like everybody had opinions. People unfriended each other on social media, people left groups, people blocked each other over political opinions, right? Um, so hopefully we can have better conversations again on social media moving forward. <clears throat> but my point is, in your next marketing strategy, think about how you felt when you watched the election. Think about how you felt when you were watching the results. And that's how you want your customers to feel, right? So if you if if your candidate lost, certainly you don't want them to feel upset, pissed, etc. But we want them to to be at that level of emotion, just the positive version of course so if your candidate won and you're delighted today and i know there's still some races here especially the presidential one that at the time of this recording has not been called by anybody and just very quickly about calling elections if you if you followed ap on twitter they called elect they called races in no time and I mean, it was amazing to see. Uh, it was the hashtag AP race call, AP, AP underscore politics. And it was live. It was quickly. And they use, let's see if I can tell you here, AP race call spot. So what I assume they did is 
as people were feeding in the results or they were getting enough results, they were calling it. And then automatically they pushed out these tweets. Every tweet basically was the same thing. Uh, for example, Democrat at Case wins re-election to U.S. House in Hawaii's first congressional district. AP race call at 1230 a.m. Hawaii, Hawaiian Standard Time Election 2020 HI election as the hashtags. So, but my point is, like, so that Hawaiian election, let's just stay with that for a second. I don't know, Mr. Case. I don't really care necessarily. Um, I I guess I might care if I'm following the whole race, whether or not um, Democrats or uh, Republicans have the majority in the House. So that could be why I might care about that. And I think the last I looked, it's currently tied. Certainly, I care about that. But as you heard from my reaction, very little emotional reaction, right, to Mr. Case winning. I really, um, the, the, the immediate impact wasn't necessarily top of my mind. In other races, I got strong opinions, right? We had local races, uh, two, um, two federal offices were on the ballot, um, one in Congress, one in the, in the Senate. And, you know, so certainly my reaction was much different when I saw them, but that's where you want to get people to get to. So the next time you have a meeting and next time you have a committee meeting and you talk about branding and uh, should this font be 0.2 sizes bigger? Should, you know, should we do a certain thing? Should we do this and that and this? Uh, yes, you've got to do them all. Stop arguing over little stupid stuff that doesn't matter. Stop bickering over little things. Uh, you got to spend money to make money, quite frankly. Look at these elections. I mean, I don't know how much money they spent, but it was millions, maybe maybe more, um, probably billions, honestly. But I don't, I don't know. I don't have that in front of me. <clears throat> but they were in front of me all the time. So you want to do that with your audience. And, and of course, keep in mind, your audience might be much more niche than every voter in the United States. But voting voter turnout was at a record high in many, many places. And that was because they had great calls to action, right? I mean, people wanted to make a difference. People felt emotional about what's going on and they, they, they voted one way or another. Um, and, you know, Coverage is just nonstop. Talking about coverage really quickly, uh, seriously, shout out to John King over um, at CNN. And he he had the map up all night and he was going in on counties, talking about uh, different states, what would happen if um, Biden flips Ohio, for example, what counties have the biggest impact all those different things. It's just fantastic. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because the power of visual and the power of data 
So the more you can tell a story in a way that's visual, but that's also meaningful, right? So if he just shows me the map, I, I get it, right? I understand what's going on, but the context that he added to it. And at one point he said, here's why we're focusing on Ohio so much. And <clears throat> the reason is uh, because if Biden flips Ohio, um, Trump had no way to the reelection. Uh, I don't know how Ohio currently looks. Um, but, 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 so Ohio is currently uh, for Trump uh, or has been called for Trump. So. Uh, certainly that's off the table. But my point is the visual, the context, the storytelling, um, brands need to do a better job. And and I did have an article uh, on AuthenticStorytelling.net talking about um, journalistic storytelling techniques. Brands can really try some of those and do a better job connecting with your audience, trying to draw that emotion in a meaningful way, Right. So certainly some people may have said some of the emotion that was drawn out was manufactured a little bit um, over things that ultimately, you know, they might not affect you or, or whatnot. So it's something to keep in mind. Be real, be authentic, share your story, but you have to be in front of your audience wherever they are. And that might include, not might, but that very likely will include some paid campaigns, whether that's ad campaigns on Google where people are searching, um, SEO, organic SEO, social um, social promotions, um, all those different things. You know, email marketing, uh, maybe do a, uh, maybe do a um, mail campaign, uh, why not? So something to keep in mind, certainly the election has been interesting to to follow really was hard to go to bed last night and i you know we have a little bit of a covid issue here at the house and uh so not necessarily feeling as hot as i could either but um but it, it was like watching a really good uh game like a really uh close game without commercials i mean there were hardly any commercials I mean, John King was just going and going and going. Um, I don't know, at some point you would think he needs a bathroom break, but uh, it felt like he was just going and going and going and, and offering all this insight and what was going on in the different parts of the country. So hopefully that gave you some inspiration to, uh, since, since the feeling is probably still top of mind for both of us, I know I'm still kind of in the election mode, I'm still watching, um, but, Maybe we can connect with our prospects and our audiences in a similar way. And maybe we can be as relevant as politics currently seem to be in the, in the United States. I mean, record number of turnouts, that's, that's fantastic to see. Uh, really, really is. Um, you know, absentee ballots, people are sending in their, their votes so early. Uh, I voted weeks ago and, um, you know, so think about the feeling, how we're all feeling. And then of course, how do we get our prospects, our customers, people in our target audience to feel like that in a positive way about our brand. Um, and I, I can tell you this, it's not gonna happen 
through vague, hyperbolic marketing. So all this, we're the leader, we're the state of the art, blah, blah, blah. That's not going to do it. It's not going to do it. Promise. So something to keep in mind. I'm Christoph Trapp, your host and author of Content Performance Culture. You don't hear me talk about elections and politics too often, but I thought this one um, was worth a special episode. So wanted to jump in here. Uh, we are still scheduled through the end of the month. There's a lot of shows coming up. Really, really appreciate all the guests. Really appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate everyone, um, you know, letting us know what you like, what you don't like. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, and, you know, anywhere you can listen, anywhere you listen is fine by me. It's kind of funny to me, quite frankly, that there's 19 podcast channels and the only two that allow reviews are Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. So very very strange, but I'm not in charge of all those channels. I'm barely in charge of my own show here, my friends. Have a good rest of the week. Uh, hope to see you again tomorrow with the show on diversity and marketing. Very interesting um, topic. And I, I really think we all need to do a better job and be aware of um, what we need to think about. So for now, that's it. All I have on the topic um, hopefully the elections are wrapped up here in the near future, uh, but we will see. Might be days. I'm Christoph Trapp, your host. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Business Storytelling Podcast.